All right, we're good to go now. You kick, kick it off. Yep. All right, so this is DJ Mad Max and Tony Paventa on air here for our Conspiracies, Crimes, and Curses podcast. And uh, Tony, how are you doing today? Doing fine, man. Post-grad life, dude. Be happy where you are. Yeah. How's it like uh, so far this summer here. now you're a graduate? Yeah, you know, it's just, you, you gotta, like, adjust. Mm. Which can. That's right. You know what I mean? Exactly. How is your, uh, how is your shows been doing? Yeah, they've been, they've been going good. I went there this past Monday and the Monday before. Got some shows going. We're still planning some more events, so we'll see how it goes in the future here. Yeah. But we're going to keep bringing in some nice guests. Yeah, I was able to bring in the Lost Boys on our show, and Marco has brought in a few independent up-and-coming artists in New York City, so it's been a pretty good experience. Train keeps on rolling. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm just relieved that you're able to actually like, like commute through there. But I'm, I guess it's not that big of a deal because it's only like it's only two days a week, you know. Yeah. Like two times a week. Yeah, it's not that bad. I thought it was going to be worse, but it's easy getting in. They don't lock the doors, so it's not bolted. I don't even have to call public safety. So when I get up there, you know, it's Is just your card access still working. Yeah, it's still working. Yeah, that makes sense. You're still on eboard. Yeah. yeah so. We'll see how long that lasts. We're still waiting for your elections to go. Yeah, well, I don't know. Administrations told me that they want me to get involved. It's basically it's basically a situation where if you call me and I won't call you, type of thing. Mm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really buy much into that. But football goes well with that because that's a really important thing. Yeah, it'd be good to have you still around. You know what I mean? Doing stuff for the radio station if you're available. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just that the whole process is just really, it's a lot that didn't need to happen, but it did because we were just complacent and there was a lot of complacency people around. Mm. So, How's your job going with the Jets? You started a uh, well, kick in now? I, I haven't started yet. That's during the uh, uh, later part of the summer with uh, training, well, not training camp, um, um, preseason and then during the actual season i'm only going to be working 10 games mm. the, the home games and the eight yeah the eight and the eight regular season mm. i'm looking forward but to I hearing what story. your experience is i got i got a little story here this is not like really like this is not really like a conspiracy or anything but it's actually kind of like a pressing issue that's been like around and and it's uh, got to do with baseball and I know that you're a, that you are a baseball fan. Yeah. You're a uh, you're a pet uh, fan. Yep. I know because like you're wearing your uh, you're wearing a uh, a uh, Mets jersey during your last um, show on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I mean it was a pressing issue. I don't know if you saw last night with the. Uh, the game with the, the game in Houston between the Cubs and Astros. Oh, the foul balls! Yeah, freaking Albert. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Albert Almora. Yeah, he hit the young Albert. fan with the foul ball. Yeah, he drove the line drive. Did they really ever crazy. say what the condition was? 
of the fan? Um, early early reports. It was like early positive reports. That's good. Early positive reports, but nothing really conclusive yet. Um, I know that Minute Maid Park, which is the ballpark that I was played in, has nets that extend to the end of the dugout. Most major league parks are going have been extend have had nets extend past the dugout. Mm. But I believe there's only a few that goes to the, that goes to the foul pole or foul pole to foul pole. But I just like dude, I've worked in baseball. I worked for the NJ Jackals, which is a professional independent baseball team in New Jersey. They're a part of the uh, Canadian American Professional Baseball League mm. here in Jersey. They're they are professional. It's a, it's a professional league, but they're not. But they're not major league. They're like the players that, like you know, try to get in, in the majors. We play some minor league ball, but they just couldn't really crack it. So they go into in, in, into indie ball. That's what I work. Mm. And the ballpark that they were that they played in in Jersey, the only net that they had was a net behind home plate. Everything else was just exposed. Figure like think of like some like little league like field, and there's only like 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 a net behind behind the uh, home plate. Mm. You know everything else from like the dugouts were exposed. Anything down the first and third base line was like exposed, mm. no netting. Well, now when it's I w- ballparker. Hmm? When I went to a few oh. Met games. There were a couple broken bats that went into the stands, and I was just like, shouldn't they have some more netting up? I, I was thinking to myself a few years ago when I went uh, to a Mets game. It's kind of dangerous. Well, Major League, well, Major League Baseball, by law, is not is not liable to any damages that occur to anybody in terms of batting balls. Because on the back of your uh, on the back of your ticket stub that you get for the game, it clearly states on the back that to uh, pay attention to any flying like baseball or or bat that can go into the stands. It's basically a warning and by law you entering the ballpark with that ticket you are assuming the risk mm. of um, getting possibly stuck for the ball or bat. But the whole netting thing, this is really like it's a really um, it's another one of those topics where in today's society you have a real Wrong resistance group of people that just don't really want netting because they feel that it that it disrupts their experience in watching the game. Mm. And I never really felt that when I when I worked for the Jackals last summer. Um, I was talking to a fan, a pretty he's one of the he was one of the Jackals uh, season ticket holders. He's considered to be like the uh, the uh, fireman at of like the Jackals. No mm. joke. He, he brings. He brings a uh, he brings a trumpet to the game, and he and he and he plays the trumpet during the game. He's like he, he's like that he's like that super fan. Really? So, oh yeah. And I was talking to him during the game about like the thing with like the netting and stuff like that, and he told me like you know well I want to well when I come here watch a ball game I want to be able to see the field without the net blocking my view. Mm. And like, what was it? He and where he sat, 
Can you hear the rain? Yeah, not really. A little bit. All right, just, just let me know if it's like rain. Maybe they can hear. No, no, no. I don't hear it. Yeah, perfect. So like, and where he sat with his friends, um, it was you know down the third base. It was on the third base side. It was near home plate. And it was pretty, it was up. It was on, like, the second level. Now, in the ballpark, is really small, but, yeah, but, and he told me, yeah, I've been hit, I've been hit with, like, a ball before, but I didn't really care, you know. And I've seen people get hit by foul balls. I've seen, like, young, I've seen, like, young people get hit. I've seen, like, a couple of, like, camp days where they bring the campers or they bring, like, the students from school and kids get hit. Wow. It's like, and even when I'm working, now when I was working, and they would have the usher, the uh, the uh, the uh, seating mm. by those areas, I would just be exposed down by the dugouts, and it's just like these guys hit the ball hard. Now I know it's a little bit different with with uh, with the Jackals because where they play, it's like like it's not. A lot, not not where they play, but how they play. They don't hit the ball as hard as Major League is because they're just not like that. They're, they're not that talented. Mm. So I mean, it's a real it's a real pressing issue. So I was I just want to bring that up because we can talk about we can talk about any, any topic on this show really. Yeah, we can. And anything under the sun. Speaking about the Mets too, a fan was hit in the head with a foul ball last night at the Mets game as well. Oh, was he? I, see, I didn't even know that. That, that, that. that was not in the news. Yeah, he was hit last night, and his head was bleeding because I saw some pictures on Twitter, and that was going on at the same time with the incident at the Cub game. Oh, where was he sitting? Um, I don't know where he was sitting exactly. I didn't, To be honest, I didn't watch the game last night, but I just saw pictures of his head, and it was bleeding, and it said that he was hit by a foul ball. You know, this is becoming a huge issue, but I kind of agree with the guy who was at the game who was talking to you that I would like to see the game without the netting in the way, because I think that'll be like an impairment almost if you're watching a baseball game with the netting in your face the whole Uh, time. I believe that I believe that your brain will tend to eliminate the net from in front of your eyesight. Mm. No, it's not like it wouldn't be that big of it wouldn't be that big of a problem. Yeah, no. If you think no. about it, football too with the kicking net when they put it up when they're oh, about to yeah. kick the field goal net. I don't even know. Is that do they have that net behind at, at, at every at every stadium? I'm not even 100 percent sure. I think they take it down from time to time. I think they only put it up right away when there's about to be a kick. I think. I think they only do it for uh, don't they only do it for like extra points. I think so. Like if you're kicking like a like a 57 yard field goal, I don't know if they have the net up. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure either. Yeah, but it's just a real crazy story, real crazy. It is, and I know. But like, you had an interesting topic that you wanted to cover on our podcast. Known as a conspiracy oh, yeah. crime and crisis. Uh, did you do some little research into that? Of course. 
Absolutely, at least the lamp. Yeah, very creepy and eerie story. And there's really no, and the creepy part is that you could make any sort of case, and you'll, and you just, and you really can't prove yourself right. No. It's very hard because, like, okay, first let's talk about what. So, Elisa Lamb, mm-hmm. I believe she was, I believe she was a uh, college student, or maybe like a she, or, or, or she just graduated college. This happened back in 2013. Yeah, it says she was a Canadian student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. Yeah, she was staying at the uh, Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Yeah. Now, the Cecil Hotel has kind of a really creepy history to it. Mm. There's the been hotel, a lot of murders there, I've read, too. A lot of murderers. Yeah, like, that's true. A lot true. of serial killers have just stayed there for some reason. And a lot of people have, like, committed suicide there also. A lot of people have, like, have, like, have, like jumped out of those windows mm. of the hotel. Yeah, here, like, reading something here, several of Los Angeles's more notable murders have happened at or have connections to the hotel. In 1964, Goldie Osgood, the pigeon lady of Pershing Square, was raped and murdered in her room at the Cecil, a crime that has never been solved. Serial killers Jack Unterweger and Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, both resided at the Cecil while active. And like you mentioned mm-hmm. before, there's also been suicides. Just crazy yeah, many stuff. Many suicides. And a really, really bad like just history to it. Mm. And and the real and the thing that really carries the story of Elisa Lamb is the now famous video of her inside the elevator. Mm. Right? It went viral. That you see went very viral. How do you explain this stuff? If you look at the video, too, it's very eerie. You see her going in and out of the elevator, talking to herself, and look like she's talking to someone else and just looking afraid. Yeah, she's making, like, weird, like, hand movements. Mm-hmm. Now, it did say that she did have some, I, I think she had some sort of, like, mental issues. Oh, bipolar. That's what I was reading. It's bipolar. But, like, I don't know. First off, that was the last time they ever saw her was in that elevator. Mm-hmm. That video. And then when then, obviously, they, like, to cap off the story, they said they found her dead body inside one of the water tanks up on the roof. Mm. And people were complaining that the water tasted, the water tasted really bad, and, and, like, and then the water was black. Yeah, I did read that as well. And they found her body. But what I want to know is that if she if she committed suicide, how does she get into the how does she get into the into the into the uh, water tank? Yeah, that's what I'd like to know too. It's insane. I get into the tank, and the and the lid was on the tank, so it's not like it was like it was like like slightly open so she could just like jump in for a swim she like you're basically saying that she went up into the roof which apparently was not is not an easy place to get to in that hotel no 
with all like with all the suicides and like the history and stuff, the the security made sure to like lock up or lock that roof up. And she got up there somehow, and she climbs up that ladder, a pretty tall ladder, and opens up the lid and just ended up inside the tank with the thing closed. And you can imagine how heavy that lid is, too. Mm. No. Like, I have no idea. And, 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 then, and then people would say, oh, well, then probably then she was murdered. Could be a case of murder as well. And I'm still watching the elevator video right now. As soon as she gets in the elevator, she presses every button. So it looks like she was she was she was panicked. See, she looks panicked about something. Mm. Almost like someone or something is like following her. Maybe some maybe she feels threatened by something. She feels that like she she feels like an impending like danger. There were people making the case for a paranormal activity situation with this case as well. It could be. But how how could it be murder? There was no, they they found no signs of foul play on her body. No. No signs of struggle, no, no, um, like no sign, like, like no physical damage. There was no alcohol, there was no drugs in her system. She just ended up in the tank. Another thing that bothers me about this video as I'm watching it right now, when she's pressing the buttons, how come the elevator doors aren't closing as she's inside it? It's weird. She she, she pressed the buttons and then she like and then she like looks, she peers outside the doors. Yeah. What if you if you're in the elevator, if you press the button, you would like you would press the button that put that says door closed. Yeah, you would think she'd do that, but I don't understand what she's doing. There's got to be something there. There has to have been something a little bit more to her to her mental condition that maybe people just didn't know. Mm. It could be. Could it could be, be could even been, a possession. They said. Yeah, they said yes. Yeah. There were speculations about yeah possible paranormal stuff. Exactly. I don't know, but I feel like it's just really, it's just really, it's a really hard case to decipher. How did she end up in the tank? Yeah, no. <laughs> like you said, the, the lid was closed. That means that, really, and you know what? I mean, somebody said that, like, oh, well, somebody probably just, like, probably hit her on top of the head or something, and then she, and then, and then she drowned in front mm. of the water. If there was no, if there was no signs of foul play on her body. There was no, there was no head trauma. There was no like, if she was physically attacked, there would have been some sort of um, evidence, like scarring or bruise or yeah, some sort of like you know stab wound result. if she was stabbed or yeah, but there wasn't anything, and, and she was found naked too. Yeah, she no her clothes though. It's just insane. There was a there was a little other theory about this too, where it's supposed to do with traveling through inter through inter uh, inter uh, uh, inter dimensional portal. Mm. 
something like that. I, I, I forget the details about it, but it was something like something like if you go onto a uh, into a uh, a uh, elevator and you press a certain combination on 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 the elevator on the elevator button, mm-hmm. then the elevator will take you to some to some different realm, like some different interdimensions, some different different dimensions. That's weird. It's very weird. You should definitely look it up on YouTube after this. Yeah, I'm going to have to look more into this. And I just want to elaborate. Several theories to explain her actions in the elevator was one that Lamb was trying to get the elevator car to move in order to escape from someone pursuing her. Yeah. Did it say something about, like, a possible, like, staff member working at the hotel? Mmm. I'm just reading other stuff here as well. Others suggested that she might be under the influence of ecstasy or some other drug. And I don't think they said that. I think they said that she had no trace of anything in her in her bloodstream. Yeah, no. And it says when her bipolar disorder became known, the theory that she was having a psychotic episode also emerged. I People mean, even argued that the video was messed with and tampered with before it became viral to the public? I mean, it's very hard. I mean, well... Says, despite the obscuring of the timestamp, they claimed parts had been slowed down and nearly a minute of footage had been discreetly removed. This could have been done to protect the identity of someone who otherwise would be in the video but had little or nothing to do with the case or to conceal evidence of Lance's disappearance and death had been the result of a criminal act. Could be. I read a theory that a that a possible staffer at the hotel could have was was possibly stalking her the for her entire stay. Hmm. Like like some like some like some maid. It was a maid that was someone that worked there. Yeah, someone that worked Hmm. there. Like some like some staffer. That's crazy. And they discovered her body in the morning of February 19th of that year, which was 2013. And like you said, during the search for her, the guests at the hotel started to complain about the low water pressure. The water was black. And it tasted bad. And she was found in one of 4,000-gallon tanks providing water to the rooms. So those those tanks carried a 1,000 gallons. Yep. Those are big tanks. And the ladder to get up on there, it's really hard. So if you're telling me that somebody murdered her, then that person would probably would have had to kill her silently before putting her into the tank and then climb up that ladder. And put her in there and close the lid. Yeah. Put her in there, probably take off her clothes. Who knows? Probably maybe even rape her. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, these are all different possibilities. She was missing for five days, too. Yeah. When they found her, the tank was drained and cut open. Since it's 
Maintenance hatch was too small to accommodate equipment needed to remove her body. And on February 21st, the Los Angeles coroner's office issued a finding of accidental drowning with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. In the full accidental coroner's drowning. report... How do you act- yeah, exactly. How is it accidental drowning? That means that she... I mean... Maybe she was... I have no idea. That means that they said that accidental drowning, that means that she, that, 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 that she had to have opened the lid of the tank. Mm. And the full coroner's report released in June stated that, like you said, her body had been found naked, clothing similar to that she was wearing in the elevator video, was floating in the water, coated with a sand-like particulate. Her watch and room key were also found with her. Telling you, man. Any theory you throw around, man, are just theories. It also this, says this here that her body was moderately decomposed and bloated. It was greenish too, with no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. Exactly. That's what makes it so weird because there's no signs of anything. So how do you kill somebody without leaving some mark on them? It says here, toxicology tests incomplete because not enough of her blood was preserved, showed traces consistent with prescription medication found among her belongings, plus non-prescription drugs. Oh, so she prescription did have drugs. prescription meds. Yeah. Such so as Sinitab and ibuprofen. And there was also a very small quantity of alcohol, too. A small quantity of alcohol. Mm-hmm. So it said what? Ibuprofen? Mm-hmm. And Cinetab? Well, ibuprofen is, is, is basically Tylenol. Yeah. And, and uh, what was the other one you said? The, the other drug? Cinetab? What is that? Mm, let me read into it here. It's a sinus allergy and pain relief medication. Oh, so essentially just like Tylenol. Mm-hmm. So she was loaded up, not loaded up, but she had, so she had traces of basically allergy medication and small traces of alcohol. Yeah. I mean, like, accidental drowning, I mean, like, could, 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 could Tylenol make you, make you want to go for a dip inside, inside the water tank? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know either. That's what makes it so weird. It does. Because it would have, it's like, it would have made sense if those, if the lid to the tank was left open a little bit. Mm. But no, those lids were shut. So she would have, she probably had to lift the lid herself and put it back. She wouldn't be capable of doing that if she was dead. I know. It's a, and it's like, and, and, and I bet that those tanks don't have, those, those tanks aren't shallow. There's no, like, bottom. Well, well there is a bottom, but it's like, but it's deep. It's like, a, it's a thousand-gallon tank. Yeah. So while she's treading the water, she's lifting up the lid and putting it back and then going underwater. Hmm. 
doesn't make with any no, sense. With no clothes on? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm just reading here. The investigation had determined how Lamb died, but it did not offer an ex- explanation as to how she got into the tank in the first place. Doors and stairs that access the hotel's roof are locked with only staff having the passcodes and keys and any attempt to force them would supposedly have triggered an alarm. So this may have been a case in which you brought up the maid was supposedly following her. Maybe that theory is true. Maybe. I'm also reading other stuff here. But again with murder, how do you make, how do you kill somebody without leaving any physical trauma? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no evidence at all. How do you do it? The force? Yeah, like, maybe. It says here, however, the hotel's fire escape could have allowed her to bypass those security measures if she or someone who might have accompanied her there had known. A video made by a Chinese user after Lamb's death and posted to the internet showed that the hotel's roof was easily accessible via the fire escape and that two of the lids of the water tanks were open. Oh, were they open, the, the water tank? Yeah, but the report said that it was closed when they found her. The police report? Mm-hmm. But what said that it was open? Some, some, some blogger? Mm-hmm. A video made by a Chinese user after Lamb's death and posted to the internet showed that the hotel's roof was easily accessible via the fire escape and that two of the lids of the water tanks were open. Interesting. Mm. Apart from the other question of how she got on the roof, others asked if she could have gotten in the tank by herself. All four tanks are four by eight foot cylinders propped up on concrete blocks. There is no fixed access to them and hotel workers had to use a ladder to look at the water. They are protected by heavy lids that would be difficult to replace from within. Police dogs that searched through the hotel for Lamb, even on the roof shortly after her disappearance, was noted, did not find any trace of her, although they had not searched the area near the water tanks. Very strange. Mm. And more theories about her behavior in the elevator. It didn't stop with her death. People said that she was attempting to hide from a pursuer, perhaps someone ultimately responsible for her death, while others said she was merely frustrated with the elevator's apparent malfunction. Some proponents of the theory that she was under the influence of illicit drugs are not dissuaded by their absence from the toxicology screen, suggesting that they might have broken down during the period of time her body decomposed in the tank or that she might have taken rare cocktails of such drugs that a normal screen would not detect. Mm. It's just insane. What what is your final prediction or just conclusion of what? My final say on this? Yes. I say that um, Uh, it's like you, you can't make a final prediction because anything that you say is like it can, can like, quickly be like. I mean, maybe I'll say this. I'll maybe I'll say maybe she maybe the medication that she was on and the taste of alcohol didn't mix right, 
it made her go into some sort of panic attack. Um, somehow she ended up in the tank. Somehow she figured, well, let me take off my clothes. And then she ends up like, and then you accidentally drown. Mm. I don't know. I'll call it, I'll go by the accidental drowning. Uh, what am I going to go with? I'm trying to think. It's very eerie. It could be a paranormal thing because I do tend to be into that type of stuff. So it could be a paranormal thing, but I don't know. It's just so hard for me to wrap my mind around her just dying in a tank. That's committing suicide. You know what I mean? I just think it's a murder in my opinion. Well, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can kill somebody without leaving like without leaving the physical trauma. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a cover. I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, we don't know. Yeah. Well, that's about it, man. Yeah, that's it. So we're uh, going to be signing off here. So next week, uh, do you have anything in mind that you want to cover for next week? Um. What was it? I was thinking of. There was something I was thinking of. I'll get back to you if I if I, if I uh, it should come back to me. How mm. about the uh, how about the uh, the uh, Mandela effect? Oh yeah, we could do that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I had I I I had to, I had to think of it. Mm. Mandela effect. That would be perfect. People believing in things that they thought were true, but ended up not being true, and then you're like, how is that not true? Mm. Yeah, that's perfect. There's some really nice examples too. Mm. I'm gonna have to do some more research for that. And yeah. we'll be doing this every week whenever you're available. I'll make time, you know. Even if it's just for yeah. a half hour like we did with this episode. Yeah, this is perfect. Mm. And it's good that we're still able to do this podcast. We want to keep it going as much as we can with content. Cause it's been how long? Uh, yeah. Two weeks. Um. Yeah. Last Sunday, not this past Sunday, the Sunday before that was graduation day. Mm, yep. So it's coming up on two weeks here. So we're we're a week behind, but that's fine. We'll keep going. We just took a break for two weeks, getting situated here and everything. So now we're fully back and running here. So yeah. Preventa, do you want to sign off? Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Have a great night, people. Mm-hmm. And stay tuned.